Friday night at the flicks. Lots of pizza, dudes and chicks. I hope they show the mask. Cause it's a podcast. Did you know that Gary lives with like six pets? Did you know that Gary lives with like six pets? I think that it's important that he spend some time petting those pets. I think it's really important that he spend some time feeding those pets. Hey, Gary. This is Brayden Cameron. Hey, everybody else. <laughs> Gary over there. Sorry, Teenage Dirtbags. Got a little confused. This is a confusing video we're talking about. Gary, what are we talking about? Oh, uh, hello. Um, I was trying to pick up pick up my one of my pets and make him meow into the mic, but he's not having it. I'm fairly it's very important he was all in the background. <laughs> he 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 won't he hasn't shut up for uh I've been recording here's a here's a little uh what's the time for a little behind the scenes segment. Um, talk, how the bread uh, is made. Telling telling tales yeah, out tell of school. Yeah, tales out of school. This is this is time for telling tales out of school. <laughs> Gary and Brayton, please report to the principal's office. Um I'm I'm entering into my uh nearly entering into my fifth consecutive hour of recording um, today. So I'm a little bit loopy. I couldn't catch my cat. Had not fed my cat. Yeah. The, uh, but that's okay. The, uh, just feeling mildly loopy. Yeah. So that's just the, that's the kind of thing that you, you come to Telling Tales out of school for. Yeah, exactly. It's, I feel like uh, Telling Tales out of school, it's about how we do it, but it's also a safe place where maybe you could tell a joke that didn't go over well in uh, another context or something like that. Sure. sure. Yeah, it's also another way to to hear the words do it <laughs> yes <laughs> it's always a way to say do it uh gary i know we just got out of that segment but i'd like to before we get into the video i'd like to announce a new segment that's going to be happening on a on a weekly or not a weekly but an episodic basis until we complete it and that's the the which pokemon is cutest tournament Mr. Mom and Pikachu, I think one is gross and I think the other is cute. Some Pokemon, they ain't that cute, but I think some are. How about you, Kabutops? Uh, this is a standard bracket tournament in which uh, 32 Pokemon will be facing off against each other and Gary will decide which is cutest uh, all the way to the end. We're going we're gonna to figure it out. Um, Gary, we're starting off today. Are you ready? Uh, I'm very, I'm very ready. I've been waiting for this. Now the Pokemon have all been randomly generated, so uh, some of them aren't cute. But you're just gonna have to pick which one of the two is cutest. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. I got my Google image. I got my Google image search ready to refresh okay. my memory. Number one, the first seed, Grovile. Number two, Heatran. <laughs> okay, let me pull up some Heatran. <laughs> some smoking. Ooh. Yeah, this is uh Grovile. Grovile! Ding 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 ding. Yep, Grovile is the cutest. Uh Heatran looks very cool. Yeah. It looks very badass. He's some kind of like magma frog thing. And uh Grovile isn't the cutest Pokemon. I don't think he's gonna make it very far in the ranks. But uh against a, a rough and tumbler like Heatran, I think Grovile is the winner. He looks a little bit like a, a Velociraptor with leaves. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you some time to contemplate it because the next time that we face off, uh, Grovile is going to face the winner of either Lombre or Skunk, 
scum tank. So, you know, we'll save that for next time. We'll find out who wins between Lombre and Scun Tank. <laughs> Scun Tank. <laughs> um, looking forward to it. And that's just another uh, one of our most beloved features. Which Pokemon is cutest? Yep. The tournament for the ages. Yes. Um, yeah, so this episode we are doing Martini Ranch. How can the laboring man find time for self-culture? How can the laboring man find time for self-culture? Gary, uh, you talk, talked about, I think in, in, in one of our first recorded episodes, you talked about, I asked you, uh, what is an example of a video first band? And I think we found one. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is, I, I didn't know about, this is a real uh, Brayton exposing me to stuff. Uh, uh, set of episodes here because of course, of course, I was familiar with Spider uh, Five Thousand, Spider One, <laughs> Spider One, aka Spider Zombie, um, but I was not familiar with Hot Chip, which you know, I, you know, I could it could have been expected to mm. to be responsible for the or, uh, <laughs> to be responsible for their well being and feeding, given that they are my pets. They um, are <laughs> among my pets now, but I could be uh, expected to be familiar with them because I like electronic pop music. Mm-hmm. Martini Ranch. Uh, totally went under or over my radar. I had no idea who these guys were uh, up until you brought them up. Which is, it's kind of remarkable to me considering you're like a Devo super fan. I do love Devo, and these guys love Devo. (laughs) Well, Um, (laughs) three of the members of Devo played on this song. Yes, and you can, at first I was like, this is shameless. And then I read about that (laughs) online, and I was like, okay, if you're going to make, and it's the rhythm section specifically, it's like yeah. the, you know, so if you're going to make a sound, a song sound like Devo, get those guys. Yeah. That's going to make it sound like Devo. Yeah. Now, uh, we're going to do a little bit of Wikipedia said it best here. Okay. And it, it'll really, really capture what uh, I think is the best way. Like, it really, really captures uh, more about this band in this uh, one, like, two sentences than, than anything else, which is, Martini Ranch was a new wave band conceived in 1982 by Andrew Todd Rosenthal. Conceived. Like, not, he didn't form the band. It's conceived by. And it's also composed of Rosenthal and actor Bill Paxton, which is why it's really fantastic. Actor Bill and, Paxton. And, yes, and he doesn't provide, he doesn't play music. He provides no. voices and samples. <laughs> so, um, I mean, not, not to say like sampling isn't music or anything like that, but just uh, he's not, you know, not known for his musical acumen. Yeah, I, I think uh, the way I think about it in particular for voices and samples, and I've only listened to this song and another song, Reach, which uh, we did do for this show, but it's a, like an eight-minute epic video. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like samples means like they just took stuff from his movies and put it in, like layered it in. <laughs> yeah. And he was just like, gave him the thumbs up at the studio, like... Like, uh, did you ever see the video for, like, My Girl Wants to Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy? And, like, uh, he's singing, like, the high parts, and, um, uh, oh, why can't I think of his name? 
Um, it's Eddie Murphy. No, not Eddie Murphy, the other guy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Rick James. Okay, yeah, Rick James mm-hmm. is, like, in the sound booth, like, making these grandiose gestures, like, yes, yes, my creation. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, conceived of Eddie Murphy's song career. Yeah, and it it feels like that's probably like, like Bill Paxton was doing, like, yes, yes, the laboring man. <laughs> <laughs> even, like... Even this song takes off of, of Devo in a lot of ways, in mm-hmm. a way that I could see would attract Devo, because it's got some real Devo themes yeah. here. Um, like this whole, like, the, the idea of, like, the working man and the dehumanization mm-hmm. of that is a big Devo thing. Yeah, I mean, but I I feel like the chorus is there, but the rest of the song makes no sense. It, it makes no sense, and also I don't think it's very good. Yeah. Like I think the chorus is really catchy and the verses yeah. get really lost on me. Like it just it sounds like a like a, a new wave preset yeah. on a keyboard or something like that. Like it's very amelodic and and, and mm-hmm. boring. The verses at least. The chorus is catchy. Yeah. And that little like kind of bridge part, like do 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um Okay, so why don't we actually just start talking about the video itself? Uh clearly very heavily inspired by Fritz Lang's uh, Metropolis. It is kind of evoking this sort of uh, head and the hand um, uh, labor being controlled by corporations. Like uh, what is the uh, modern times by Charlie Chaplin sort of a thing as well. Mm. Brazil. Uh, yeah. Brazil even, I would say, uh, which yeah. I think came out after this video, but um, yeah, but they both are, are have yeah. some metropolis. DNA in them. Like, it's, right. it's not inspired by it. It's an homage. Like, it's a direct... Right, right. You know. It is. I mean, it obviously is pulling the costuming, like, directly from there. Even to the point where, like, Bill Paxton and uh, Andrew Todd Rosenthal are dressed in what could only be considered, like, old-timey prison uniforms, but they have gears on them to say that they're yes. obviously trapped by labor. They have been imprisoned by capitalism. Yes. And and we see the results of this a little bit later. In addition to just seeing a lot of like, here are some ladies hanging out at a table. Um, yeah. Here's some here's some stock footage of people dancing. <laughs> um, just the yeah. kind of stuff that fills in the spaces in '80s music videos. Yeah. Like I, I feel like if you're making an '80s music video, um, you, you gotta have, have Judge like, Reinhold in it. Well, <laughs> that that is true. You gotta have Paxton. You <laughs> gotta get Paxton. The um. It is if it's a three and a half minute song, you do about three minutes of video, and the rest of it you can throw in some stock footage. Yeah, um, you know, you saw this like wall of voodoo and shit too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so how it's it's very German expressionist. Like you see, yes. in particular, there's there's, uh, I think the end of the first verse where you know, the kind of hook of the end of the first verse is like. And we mix the dark, dark passion, which he says I, at the end of almost every verse. Brayton, you may not believe this, but right oh. now I have uh, lyricsfreak.com <laughs> forward slash M forward slash martini plus ranch forward slash how can the laboring man find time for self-culture? And I have that line and only that line highlighted. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Well, right, I was just about to bring that up. I was, well, well, well. Uh, real quick, just like you see the real German expressionism in that one scene, the first time they do it, where uh, Paxton and Rosenthal say it, and then Paxton in a white suit wearing a white tie, like does the hand to the forehead melodrama move. Um, yes. But what were you going to say? 
I was just going to say, it's it's weird they're talking about mixing dark passions. Like, I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know what that is either. Yeah, like, I don't know. This just sounds like a bunch of things that sounded cool. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, like, they have one verse that starts with, Oh, goddess of the night? What does that have anything to do with anything? Am I wrong or who I write? Well, that does rhyme. (laughs) You you got me there, Martini Ranch. You Uh, got me there, Paxton. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm feeling like a hero, but I'm not so great. Like, uh, they have this... uh, in particular, like the, the third core, the third verse, they have the best choreography, which is where they just in beat with the drums, just move their head to spaces and like move yes. it back and move it again. And it's just like, oh, that's choreography that I can do. Like, I feel good about that. <laughs> it reminds me of like a They Might Be Giants video choreography. Oh, sure. Where, like, they'll like, do yeah. something like a really simple, dumb, like little... Yeah. Non-dance. Or like uh, Anna Ng, which is like entirely on beat, like everything that happens in that whole yeah. video. Other than the very awkward scene of when they say, I don't want the world, I just want your half, and they show a telephone falling in slow motion. Yeah. Because they had to show something. <laughs> um, <laughs> I suppose, yes. Yeah. Um, that video is, is uh, awesome movement and, and kineticism from, from those guys intermixed with like, let's just point out the thing that's being sung about. Yeah. Like, here's a hole in a globe, in, in you know, a desktop globe. Yeah. Let's just show a globe and show someone point at the place that we're talking about in the song. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's very direct. Yeah. And there's a record, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, back, back to back to this video, if I could, Gary. So, Gary, before we get back into the video, uh, would you have any interest in doing a uh, Dead at 21 recap? I would. Absolutely. Um, as you know, every single episode of Teenage Dirtbags, we like to take a look back at the shows that paved the way uh, for this one. Mm-hmm. And one of those shows is Dead at 21 from MTV. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, episode six, Use Your Illusion. Um, in this episode, Ed and Maria find their exploits chronicled in a comic book created by a cybe who's plotting to kill the senator in charge of the neurocybernetics movement. Wow. Okay. Isn't that interesting? Like, if you just, like, Brayden, what would you do if, like, you were just hanging around and then you found a side that had a comic book that was, like, detailing our podcasting exploits? Uh, I would feel a little bit bad for that guy at first, assuming it was a guy. Um, uh, and then I, I don't know what I would do after that, Gary. I guess I never really thought about what would happen if I was confronted with sides. I would, I would be very confused. I'd be like, why don't you come up with a better name? Um... It's not the 90s guys, I would say. Sibes are tricky. Yeah. Sibes are tricky. Another, uh, so another little bit of a, a little Dead 21 fact. Uh, Lee Ehrenberg is uh, one of the extras in Dead 21. He played Leatherhead Passenger. Wow. Um, in the episode Love Minus Zero. Uh, but also in the, uh, the Dungeons and Dragons movie, he played the character Elwood Gutworthy. That is a name. He's Leatherhead Passenger, Elwood Gutworthy, Dead at 21, Dungeons and Dragons, Teenage Dirtbags, How Can the Laboring Man Find Time for Self-Culture, Martin there's no, There's no time. Um, it, it's kind of appropriate that we do, we do this show, uh, which uh, we don't, I don't get paid for, and, and uh, we don't make any money because we have our own mm-hmm. other jobs. 
but this is our, how do we find time? It just brings up that Onion article that we always talk about, which is find that yeah. thing you love and do it on nights and weekends for the rest of your life. Exactly. Yeah, it is, it is uh, 10 p.m., 4.20 blaze it right now. Yeah. And uh, so, and this is a night and or weekend that we're doing the thing that we love. Yeah. Um, it is an evocative line. Like if you, if if the makeup of the song was entirely the chorus, sure. But they really missed an opportunity to do anything other than just wank themselves off uh, yeah, during the verses sh- of this. And have fake footage from Metropolis. You have the cyborg woman kind of doing her weird shifty dance and uh and the like cackling old man who i don't remember from that movie at all <laughs> which i kind of i almost watched again just for for the video just to see if the cackling old man was in it like he's not the guy who makes the robot is it i i don't i don't think so if it's supposed to be him it's a it's a real weird stretch yeah um yeah so so it is it is the weird thing where it's like they're just piling up a bunch of themes yeah, to try to make the and borrowing a bunch of emotions from better imagery. Right. Um, my favorite part of the video is the middle part. Okay. Where it shows it, it switches to color. Yes. And it shows all the people working outside. Yeah. Oh well, um, that's it's an important fact that you have a an '80s video. It's it's like a trope to have an '80s video about uh, blue collar people. Also, has to have an appropriate amount of homoeroticism. Yes. You got you got some grease man hitting things with a sledgehammer in the middle of dirt. Yes. And and th- this part I like because it has, uh, you know, it, it, it has some, like, cameos in it, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm pretty sure this is where um, Michael Bine shows yeah. up. Michael Bine Terminator is in guy. there. Terminator. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, Judge Reinhold is in it. Yep. Uh, also, Rick Rosevich is in it, uh, who you only recognize from... Uh, what's that movie? Um, with also a lot of homoeroticism in it, Top Gun. Yes. <laughs> yeah, American actor best known as Ron Slider Kerner in Top Gun. Yes. Slider Kerner. Slider Kerner. Uh, which is just <laughs> unfortunate. That's a very unfortunate name. Um, uh, he also, Rick Rostovich also plays the, uh, Stat- statue that dances slash is con- uh, contemplative at some point. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty confusing. The the thing like it it doesn't like I don't feel like this adds up to anything enough that it's going to make this next uh, segment very t- very tough for you. But I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to do it anyway, Brayden. When it comes to how can the laboring man find time for self culture, can you give me a one word summation? Particular. Definite, single, different, singular, alone, soul, odd, solitary, one and only, special, only, specific. This is a one-word summation. Oh, yeah. This is a one-word summation. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. Well, I already blew and I did two words. Um... <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I, the words keep coming. Seven, yeah. nine, okay. ten. Let's let's focus on what would this one word be? Um, if I were to pick one word to sum up the video, uh, I would say fartsy, and by that I specifically mean artsy fartsy. If we could, if yeah, I could do an, a hyphen, it would be artsy fartsy. But otherwise, I'm just going to stick with the fartsy side. 
That feels yeah. more fartsy to me. There's an implied RT. The RT is silent. Yes. It's, it's, the RT <laughs> is silent but deadly. Well, it's, it's the, clearly, um, it's not the right medium to be doing an homage to, like, German expressionism. But, um, but hey, at least they did it. The uh, Before I knew that Devo actually worked on this song, my word would have been shameless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is. Like, these guys just don't give a fuck. Like, the, like one of the most 80s songs I've ever heard that, like, it's the most 80s song you've never heard, you know, like, if you want to yes, it is, that. Yes, that, that's true. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That, that makes me, that's like a log line for it. Yeah. The most 80s song you never heard. <laughs> exactly. Like, um, yeah, yeah it, it, and the thing about this video, if I can go back to the construction scene for a moment, uh, kudos to them for being uh, early adopters of feminism. Or I guess not too early, you're 20 years late, but like having uh, women construction workers. I thought that was uh, very surprising. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's you know it's nice if you're going to have the uh, the homoerotic section mm-hmm. of, a, of a of a song. Yeah, I think it's we can all say it's probably about time that men had some eroticism in their music videos. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just doesn't come up all that often. Yeah, and, it's like uh, this nice Allentown, every Bruce Springsteen video. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Every video ever. The yeah. um, yeah, agreed. I also I also appreciate that, and that's the dystopic future we're working with, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't ascribe any intentionality <laughs> to that. Well, the only reason I I say that is that um, in the video for Reach, which hopefully we'll do on a live stream sometime, um, and it'll be the entire live stream. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's a cast of all female uh, bounty hunters that go after uh, Bill Paxton, um, so and including a super uh, super big uh, female bodybuilder blacksmith. Does the, is there any part of the the feminist undercurrent of that? Do you think that is compromised by the fact that that was definitely born out of one of Bill Paxton's sexual fantasies? And he was yes, like, I'm in a band now. I can do whatever I want for this video. I really feel like. Uh, Bill Paxton was already in a I can do whatever I want period of, the, yeah. of his life. Oh, you his know what? never been higher. We forgot about Anthony Michael Hall being in this video. Oh, yeah. Yeah, also from Weird Science, which Bill Paxton plays the uh, the older brother that gets turned into an animate poop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and does great in it. Yeah, he's he is. it is a tour de force performance. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so Anthony Michael Hall does the, like, I'm surrounded by clocks, or, and question marks, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I'm looking around confused. And that's the only thing he does in the video. It's really weird that it's, like, it's so star-studded, but it's also, like, did not utilize anyone very well. No. The only people that were utilized well were they were the people from Devo. Yeah. Um, you know, in order to make the song sound like it had an identity. <laughs> How does Reach sound musically? Like, is it any good? No. No, I yeah, I didn't I didn't expect so. You, the uh yeah, I uh, I mean they have a song called Hot Dog and you should look up the lyrics for Hot Dog. Uh do a little I'm on my way. <laughs> do a little what you googling for the hey, lyrics. Did you Google for, this for me? What you googling? AKA the quiet search. Search, 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 search. Yeah, Google this for me, will you, Gary? Martini Ranch hot dog. <laughs> lyrics from MetroLyrics.com. A lot of this comes up in parentheses. Yeah. Oh, does it? Ooh, hello. 
<laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Locks for everyone. What are you doing? What are you ranch? Like, well, that's one of the songs later. It's a backup oh. vocal. Hot dog, all right. Locks for everyone. Not locks like door locks. Locks like bagel locks. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Man, the lyrics to this guy is like this is pretty. This is pretty rough. Oh boy, it's Actually, a lot. It's a lot of dog platitudes. Like this would be the worst song. And if you were a dog and could understand human language, you'd be like, "Stop fucking pandering to me." Uh yeah, I I actually Gary, I'm thinking that this is an appropriate time for for us to do something I refer to as uh, one of our favorite segments is a dramatic reading. Voice, the release of sound, the purging of sound. If you put words out there, you create the thing itself. So if you don't mind, I'm gonna do a dramatic reading of Hot Dog by Martini Ranch. Oh, uh, I, I do not mind, and we'll provide uh, sound effects. Okay. I can't talk right now. I've got the wife and the kid in the car with the poodle I hate. <laughs> that damn dog. <laughs> sit, now beg, sit, now beg, scratch and sniff, scratch and sniff, <laughs> knick-knack, patty-whack, give a dog a bone, bury it, <laughs> hot dog. Knick-knack, patty-whack, give a dog a bone, bury it, now get on uh. Stay, come, stay, come. Knick-knack, patty-whack, give a dog a bone, bury it, hot dog. Knick-knack, patty-whack, give a dog a bone, bury it. Now get on home. All right. Locks for everyone. Thank you. Hey! Bagels! Knick-knack, patty-whack, give a dog a bone, bury it, hot dog. Knick-knack, patty-whack, give a dog a bone, bury it. Now go home. Or that's, get that's on a, home. That's an adult man wrote that. Like that was a song that was on, the, was a, like on an eighties album that a record producer was like, "This is gonna, this is good, this is good. Let's put this out." Hey Rosenthal, why don't you go get onto your uh, other band, uh, Shifty's B- Bazaar? I'm sorry, Swifty's Bazaar. Uh, fuck you, Martini Ranch. Like it's very rare that I begrudge anyone their success, but I begrudge Martini Ranch their success. Uh, I mean, to be fair, this video itself falls apart, like, before it gets to the end. Um, yeah. You get to this construction scene, which is uh, weirdly appropriate, but not exactly. Like, it doesn't quite fit. Um, no. You know, it kind of keeps going. You get to, like, this kind of sort of outro, which is when you're introduced to the cackling old man, who is then seemingly horrified by um, the... The two of them, Rosenthal and Baxton, singing very close-faced into a very uh, to a small hole, uh, and they're kind of smiley, and it's very eighties, and they're just like, "How can the laboring man?" Uh, and um, and then there's like uh, the doll with like the brain veins. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Where does it even come yeah. from? What is happening? Nothing. It is. It is a lot of like it's the same approach they took to their lyrics. <laughs> like it, it is it is just like this might be cool and seem kind of deep yeah uh, here you are right in this scene is where I feel like it gets real kitschy and falls apart it's like there's also that zoom in of like I think it's really important when he spends some time make it in your prime and it zooms in on uh, Bill Paxton doing a little squat point at the camera uh, mm-hmm. which doesn't make sense and then 
this thing, I, I gave you some extra homework, Gary. I hope you took a look at it. Oh, I, I um, did. Uh, there is uh, the two of them again are in that little tiny circle and uh, Rosenthal sings his line. How can the laboring man first? And then it cuts to Bill Paxton. Who's also singing, who sings the same line, but he's like shaking his head back and forth and has a real stupid grin on his face, um, which makes no sense at all in the context of the video. Um, and it just like reminded me of this great SCTV bit called the Jerry Todd show in which, uh, um, uh, Rick Moranis, brilliant Rick Moranis played this like video or this like, yeah, this TV, like Saturday morning, ca- basic cable, uh, maybe even like, uh, public access, like TV video show, which is kind of like what we do, except it's on a podcast. Mm-hmm. And it always talked like Jerry Todd. And here's the next video from Todd Monroe. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and then he played a video of himself, uh, as Rick Moranis playing Tom Monroe, this lounge singer that did new wave songs. Uh, he, the video I sent you in particular was of, um, the cover of Turning Japanese in which Tom Monroe does a like, head bobble like final like note you know like turning jap on the he's just like waving his head back and forth and i felt like paxton looked exactly like him in that (laughs) (laughs) there was a long journey it was a long journey um but it was quite it was quite worth it when we got to the end yeah the uh paxton looks like moranis is what i'm saying yeah (laughs) It, it it is it is uh but I in that uh that like you know the fifty seconds or a minute of that um SCTV thing I watched yeah. to get you know to get the the part was so much more enjoyable <laughs> than this actual video <laughs> that uh, that really made me think that like yeah. the entirety of the Martini Ranch catalog can probably be replaced by uh, yeah. by that. One SCTV sketch. There's also, uh, there's another Tom Monroe song from that same sketch where he does a cover of, uh, do, 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 da, 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 uh, mm. which is just fantastic. Uh, it's just a do, 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 da, 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 da. Hey, that All song, I that song would go really well. Thank yeah. to you. And so that, uh, that, and pre, uh, kind of pre-stages Richard Cheese, who would go on to do yeah. similar things with like 90 songs that we do for this. Yes. Interesting. It all comes around. It it does. It's all connected. Uh, Yeah, this is another uh, one of our segments. The circle is complete, and thus (laughs) it's all connected. Or is this a fake conspiracy? That is, that does sound like a fake conspiracy. (laughs) It is is all complete, and it is all connected, is just the the subtitle for the specific conspiracy. Yeah, okay, so here's the fake conspiracy. Let's lay it all out. Okay. Jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Moon landing? I don't think so. What really happened at the Grass Knoll? The Bilderberg Group. The Bilderberg Group. Illuminati. Illuminati's House of Pies. Secret, secret, secret. Ah, spooky. Let's face it. Okay, so uh, Rosenthal sees that SCTV video. He thinks... Rosenthal sounds, I... already sounds like such a conspiracy name. <laughs> So good. If okay, you just why, call him Rosenthal, where did Rosenthal like, get the documents? Where did Rosenthal get the, or the Rosenthal group? Like it is. So yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, if I call him Andrew, like it's just it's just <laughs> yeah. Andrew. But Rosenthal is is scary. Yeah. Rosenthal sees that SCTV video. He looks at Tom Monroe, uh, Rick Moranis, says, "I need him." But then he's like, "I can't get him. He's he's he's, uh, he's a dead. genius." Rick he's, Moranis he's, actually died <laughs> during, during his prior to Spaceballs and was actually replaced yeah, by by, a, by, by his twin brother Dick Moranis. Uh, now uh rick moranis stars in the film Spaceballs, of course with who bill pullman who is often confused for bill paxton which is weird because bill paxton and rick moranis look so much alike or yes one of them secretly dick moranis yes (laughs) and it's actually dead we're through the looking glass um, if anything, when, when we get to the end of the, the show, which is about now, and we start talking about what we learned this episode, yeah. I was really struggling. <laughs> but now, you know, I definitely got got learned a little bit about Dick Moranis. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, uh, I think that's the reason why real Mick Moranis, a.k.a. Dick Moranis, uh, quit performing mm-hmm. and stopped being an actor. Because Dick Moranis was only into it for a, for a 30-year contract. Yeah, yeah. From the he from the, like, the shadowy Rosenthal group. He's like, I did my Blue Heaven. Uh, yep. You know, what else? I'm out. Drop, drops the mic. I'm <laughs> yeah. done. Which is which is <laughs> why Ch- Chip Moranis is in all of the Honey I Shrunk the Kids movies. Yeah, and uh, and and Hot Chip Moranis was actually the uh, the the real director of our last video. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Serafinowitz Moranis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hyphenated name. Um, yeah. Wait. Yeah. We learned about all that. We did learn. And about you may think you may think that this uh, this episode of Teenage Dirtbags couldn't get any better. Couldn't get any more educationally rich or culturally. I mean, when you if if people listening to this are are the laboring men, this is their time for self culture because yeah because you've learned a lot, but you ain't seen nothing yet. Because every episode of Teenage Dirtbag ends with a little self-culture from our own Brayton, parentheses, Brayton Cameron, telling us a poem about an onion. Brayton, let's get salty with it. Okay, alright. Dinos are over half onions. Noisy ones. My God, they exclaim, at the sight of the rainbow in the dark. Oh, no. Non-in on sun. Sin. Dinos are over half onions. That, that is beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> um, all you laboring men out there, you know what to do to support the show. Continue to do so. Everyone else, good night. Good night.